Town Hall Academy, episode 41. We would be having perceptions about each other that was inaccurate. And so uh, understanding observable behaviors and DISC in this workplace is absolutely necessary to cultivate a strong culture in your company that is real, that's sustainable, and that motivates and influences and inspires the best of everyone. Because that's the only way you're going to come out with 100% of everything you can out of your business. Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome, aftermarket professionals throughout North America and around the world to the Town Hall Academy, episode 41. Hey, ever wonder why you do not get along with certain people? Wouldn't it be a great talent to be able to build a relationship with a customer by having their conversation with them and not yours? Well, my panel on this episode brought their A-game to the Academy and will help you understand the science of observable human behavior that's all wrapped up in DISC, D-I-S-C. Now, more on that in a minute. Carm Capriato here, thanking Jasper Engines and Transmissions for their support of the Town Hall Academy. Performance and reliability, that's what Jasper's remanufactured diesel engines provide mile after mile. Their running completed engines are dynamometer tested with horsepower and torque ratings recorded. There's a nationwide warranty included too. Talk about dependable service. Hey, joining me in this academy is Kim Auernheimer, Shari Pheasant, and Jeremy O'Neill. Now remember, today's podcast has a sister video, and if you want to see the discussion in action, you can find it at remarkableresults.biz slash A041. You'll also find extended bios on my panel and links to their previous episodes. And a great feature of the show notes page, the talking points. No need to take notes. They're already done for you. Now let's get down to brass tacks. The episode is titled, The Value of Knowing Your Customer's Observable Behavior, D-I-S-C. Now you need to understand that DISC is an evaluation of your four basic behaviors. There's a science element to our discussion, but don't let that get in the way of this very powerful communication tool. The value of knowing your DISC and how to discover your customer's or co-worker's behavior traits and then communicate in their very basic way is the power of this lesson. Once you know them, the world is your oyster because you can now start to converse with them in their language, not yours. DISC stands for the four basic behavior traits. It isn't this simple, but let me explain that the D in DISC signifies dominant, the I signifies influence, the S is steadiness, and the C is compliance. We all have varying degrees of these different behaviors. Two of my panelists, Jeremy O'Neill and Shari Pheasant, are certified master behavior analysts on DISC who bring a wealth of information, and they're also shop owners. And we have Kim Auernheimer, a shop owner who talks about the practical use of the DISC principles in her business. This is going to be a very interesting episode, one that you will learn a lot and have a few breakthrough epiphanies on your own. In the show notes, find a special download I created just for you, and it'll help you improve your communication efforts with others. You'll value this for a long, long time. There's also a great handout from Shari, and also listen carefully for an unbelievable offer from Jeremy O'Neill. Now, listen to the value of knowing your customer's observable behavior, DISC, with shop owners Kim Auernheimer. She and husband Rob own CS Automotive in Brentwood, Tennessee. Shari Pheasant, a certified behavior analyst, entrepreneur, speaker, and author. She and husband Jeff own a shop in Reno, Nevada. And Jeremy O'Neill, owner of Freedom Automotive in Hesperia, California, and lead sales trainer for Advisor Fix and a certified DISC certified 
Master Behavior Analyst. We connect the value of knowing the disk profiles of your team and the observable behaviors of your customers so you can see how this science works in building stronger teams and customer relationships. Here we go. Wow. I know DISC. Um, This is the reason, you know, you you all brought this to me. It's a great idea. And there's some science in here. So I want our listeners to understand, oh my God, this is too headsy. By the time I believe we're done, we're going to connect the human side of the science side and have everyone understand the value. And, And in fact, some really cool tricks on how to have a better relationship with your customer, how to have a better relationship with your team with with someone you work for or someone you work with. So uh, we're going to start this out. We're going we're gonna to just hit it hard, Shari. Let's start with what DISC is and a basic understanding of it. So um, we are um, human beings that have scientific data to us. Um, there are things that we do um, and say how we act and think um, that can be proven scientifically through um, actual brain. So this is not just guessing. Um, it's not a personality assessment. This is something that actually helps you understand yourself, which is the first step. So DISC um, is, was discovered by Dr. Marston um, in the early 1900s, and he discovered that there were four basic behavioral styles, and he identified them as D, I, S, and C. Each behavioral style has specific framework of how they act. However, there's four other sciences that go into that that make up our whole, what I call naked, of human beings. And, and that's not you disclothing, that's just you being naked to who you are on the inside out by scientific data. So DISC is the first of one of the sciences that help identify your characteristics, your traits that naturally exist in you as a human. Excellent. Wonderful. Jeremy, if I knew my DISC, my DISC profile, what part of DISC is in my own makeup, Will that help me understand the entire observable behavior with my team around me and my customers? Well, I think it will. And, you know, Carmen, it's it's interesting. One of the things that I always allude to is it's taking you however many years you're on this planet to get to where you're at. Those behaviors are really ingrained. So when we look at coaching service advisors, and it's funny, I was on a uh, an interview last night for bringing in a second service advisor for Freedom Auto Repair. And one of the questions that I asked the gentleman is, you know, what's your primary goal at the counter? And, you know, what I want to hear is, man, I want to make people feel good. I want people to leave feeling really well. Now, DISC is just an avenue to help you understand this. Like Shari said it so well, and I really like what you said, Shari, that we're human beings. Then there's scientific data behind it. Really great way to lay it out. When I first started learning DISC, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm learning how to speak Chinese. It was really hard. I had to go back to school and study it. But the more I understood myself, the better that I've been able to communicate with people because I have these tendencies. I'm not a very good listener because I want to get to the point. I want to get the job and I'm very task oriented. I'm an intentional listener. So if you're bringing your car to the shop, I'll listen all day long. However, as soon as I get what I want out of the relationship with you, I'll move on to the next task. Now, what I've had to learn is this. I've got to slow down because I've really pissed some people off in the past. Once I've gotten that and moved on, they're kind of like, oh, that was all fake. And so it's very important to understand yourself. So I think the first step that people can do is definitely understand who you are. What are your behaviors? And I'll say this, changing your behaviors are probably one of the hardest things that you'll ever do. However, it's probably the best thing you can possibly do. Kim, um, Jeremy, just wow, you opened up a beehive there. 
And I couldn't help but think, Jeremy, with these words, treat others the way they want to be treated. So if you knew that you were an intentional listener and you're a high dominant person, you just want quick answers be be done and gone, and you're dealing with a an influencer, an I, which kind of an extrovert, they they don't get along with you too well. And if you have your conversation with them, Kim, if he has his conversation with an I, he may not build a strong customer relationship. He may not even have a good employee if, if he doesn't understand their tendencies. Carm, which is Kim, just to point that out. Kim is a high I, ID, <laughs> and then Der- Jeremy's that 100% D. So you put the exact relationship. Go for it, Kim. <laughs> However, I will say, because I have that high D, I, I have a high D, I get Jeremy. I, I get it. And um, I he's... He's um, and that those personalities, those strong will personalities, I actually can relate because we all, the D's and I's, we have a, we're very goal driven and some more, you know, the, the D's might be a little more, um, you know, more out of power. Whereas the I like me, it's like, I'm going to charm my way and I want to, I want to get there by being the extrovert, by being, um, you know, outgoing and friendly where a D is going to be outgoing for, uh, for different purposes, for maybe more self-motivated purposes. Sorry, Shari and Jeremy. I'm going to say <laughs> but, results um, oriented. It does not necessarily it, self, ab- it's more results. Absolutely. But I get, but I think being an I, I actually get the D more on, on my side. I'm with Ron Haugen of Westside Auto Pros. Hey, Ron, why purchase a Jasper engine for your customer's car? Uh, the, the main reason we use Jasper is is they're known for quality, and we're known for quality. They line up with my company and my, and my company's commitment to our customers uh, You know, as a product. They're committed to me. Hey, Ron, are customers investing in their vehicle today? Absolutely. You, you know, we, we see the surveys from, from AAA and, and, and all the different people out there where the average age of a car on the road is 11 years old. Some are even saying 12 now. Uh, when you think about that, for every new car sold, that means there's a 22-year-old car being driven on a daily basis. To me, that's amazing. Uh, the only way we get an average age of a vehicle on the road like that is because people are reinvesting in a car. And, and I think the reason they're reinvesting in a car is, is the cost of a car. I mean, cars are thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars. You know, why not drop four, five, six, eight thousand dollars into repowering the vehicle and get it back on the road? Hey, Ron, thanks for your insights on Jasper. Thanks for asking. Is this a tool for today's marketplace to improve what we do in our world, in our life, at our counters? Shari? It, it has to be. Um, the new workforce, um, call them the new economic order or millennials. Um, I just was talking to a group this last week and I said, so how many of you have children between the ages of 20 and 35? And three quarters of the room raises their hands. And I said, so how can you be upset with millennials? You taught them. You raise them to do things differently than we did. You raise them to be quality driven, to understand their uniqueness. And this is our workforce. They outnumber the baby boomers. They're changing the landscape of how we do business. And unless we learn that new landscape, we will continue to think as leaders that the new workforce stinks. They don't have work ethics. They're not where they want to be in charge. They want something for nothing and they're entitled. And to say it out loud, I find that inaccurate. Um, I believe that there is a, a, a disconnect um, between understanding each other and accepting that differences is what makes us stronger as a team. Because otherwise, we will describe each other in a way that we don't understand. So 
like Kim just said, so D's on Barishari is going to be more, right, for self-driven. And I said, no, I think it's more results. We just had a great conversation. If we weren't able to have that conversation, we would be having perceptions about each other that was inaccurate. And so uh, understanding observable behaviors and DISC in this workplace is absolutely necessary to cultivate a strong culture in your company that is real, that's sustainable, and that motivates and influences and inspires the best of everyone. Because that's the only way you're going to come out with 100% of everything you can out of your business. Jeremy, walk us through the four profiles. Well, I think, so one of the things that I wanted to bring to the table today was I want people to if they're listening and watching this, how do your service advisors take something away and be like, I got something out of this call because there's no way we could cram enough information in, in the time that we have together. So a couple of the four, I'll give you the four key behaviors that I look for at our shop and I teach this to our service advisors. The first thing that I, I pay attention to is how do people talk? Are they very direct? Uh, you know, we all have some customers who are, um, I won't say from, I won't say the city, but kind of the northeastern part of the world where they're a little bit more direct, um, a little bit rude, pushy. Uh, so there's a little bit of a profile. Go, How do people talk? Are they real reserved? How's their tonality? Is it flatlined? Do they not make eye contact? So the talk is one thing that we look at first. Number two is how do they walk? When you watch a client walking into your showroom or your, your waiting room, the way that they walk can definitely tell you um, how they behave. So for instance, I rented a car last, actually it was this morning, got off the plane at 6am, ran over to the Hertz counter and they didn't have my car where it should be. So I had to go into the office and the lady was helping somebody out and I'm sitting there and I'm going, I can't control this. Here it goes. And I know I can, that's not a good thing to say, but I interrupted her and I said, excuse me, you don't have my gold car where it should be. Where do I get my car? That is somebody who's debt. I'm displaying my D hundred percent. So I'm impatient. I'll push people out of the way. I don't like to do that, but sometimes it's fun. Uh, so the way that people walk, the way that they talk. The other one is this. Go out to the car and look at the organization. Is the car a mess? Is the, how is the person dressed? How's their organizational makeup? If they're dressed to the nines, everything's perfect. They have a nice briefcase. There's not a scratch on it. You know, they pull out that MacBook and it's just immaculate. I guarantee you better deal with that client a little bit differently than somebody who has a ton of McDonald's wrappers in their car and has a pile of papers and mm. stuff floating all over the place. So... People will show you who they are. It's our job to observe it and then adapt our behavior to fit our client. And this goes like, if we talk about team building and within the shop, oh my gosh, there's just a whole nother realm we could do. So you've got the sales side of it that you can help with the customer experience, but then you also have the team building shop side of it, the organizational side of it as well. So it's the talk, the walk, the organization, and then your their gestures. I, I'm pretty reserved, right? I don't get emotional. I don't get fired up in class. Um, you know, you guys can see how... <laughs> So, you know, Kim, we have great conversations, Shari, we have great conversations, but guess what? People give us our space because our hands are out, we're expressive, we're loud, we like to have a great time. So it's the talk, the walk, their organization, and then also their gestures. Those are the top four that I look at. Yeah. Uh, okay, those are the top four. And and how, and can you explain the, the DISC, the acronyms and what they mean? If you look at a DISC, there's a lot of different things. You can talk about, like Jeremy did, fast um, and direct or slow paced and indirect. That's a basic one um, that will separate the herd, as I call it. Um, and so you would get fast paced and direct on one side of the room um, and you would get slow paced and indirect. Then you pull in the eyes. They're fast paced, but a little indirect because they are fluffy. Um, they're soft. They're more um, for people. So they have more verbs in their language, uh, more, wait, adjectives, adverbs, adverbs. Help me out there. Adjectives. I'm sorry, Dan. And Carm, were you looking for the definitions of D-I-S and C? Yes. 
Isn't that who they are? No, the def- see, I listened. I, I actually turned my listening hat <laughs> I can't on. I believe you there. did. <laughs> I did. And I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, I, I am defining them. I'm identifying them, is, is what I thought. But if, if you want the identification of a D, they're very direct, right? Is that what you're looking yes, for? Yes. I, mean, I, I don't think we have yet to really lock down that D is a dominant D. D is dominant. That you is that what you're looking for, yes. Jeremy? I influence. I influence, S steadiness, and C compliance. C compliance. I think I get into with the certification that you learn there's so much more to it because you've got their ideal environment, their value to the team, their limitations, the emotion of that, and their descriptors. DISC, as I took a look at it back in the day, I'll just share with everyone a you know the value this isn't this this isn't this isn't a concept everyone this is this is a real big deal there's all my earmarked tabs as i was studying this to to learn how to integrate it into the world that i lived in in corporate america and and so i want people to understand that the beauty of this uh this town hall academy uh was it really where it came from the impetus of this was Jeremy was on a an, an academy, and we had 21 tips to get an edge over the competition. And Jeremy shared this great idea of what he did in his showroom about having stacks of magazines. And that really popped in my mind exactly uh, that we needed to have an academy and talk about those observable behaviors. Why don't you share that with us, Jeremy, and then we're going to go in a little deeper. So, and I think that's one of the things when you want to master this, it's going to take years of study. There's a lot to it. However, there's surface that you can identify immediately in these, these basic things. So, you know, somebody who's dominant, just think of Donald Trump, right? How the heck does he behave every single day? And we have those people that come into our shop. So what is Donald Trump going to read when he sits down in my waiting room? He's going to pull out Forbes magazine. And if I see it's in a red tab, guess what? That tells everybody who's sitting in my counter. This guy better not wait four minutes for the Uber. If it's four minutes, we better get a car and get him out of there because he's going to be very, very upset, right? Yeah. Okay. What about an eye? Okay. Somebody that picks up Reader's Digest, a high eye, right? Or an influencer, People Magazine. What we're going to do is go sit next to them and have a conversation, get them a cup of coffee or a nice hot cup of cocoa and build that relationship. Okay. Somebody that picks up the high S, okay, the green folder. This means we're going to talk a little bit more monotone to them. We're going to be a little bit more reserved with our gestures. We're going to change our outgoing behaviors to understand and communicate with them the way that they want to be communicated with. That's really one of the bigger things. And then, you know, popular mechanics, consumer reports, your high C's. This is somebody who's going to care about maintenance. They're going to want to know the specifications. And guess what? If you ask me, are you putting a Toyota filter on that car? For me, I don't care. Is it going to hold oil and not leak? He cares because he knows how much, how many microns that that filter filters out the oil. And I better have the specifications on it, know exactly what I'm doing, because if not, I could possibly lose a sale and a customer as well. And it depends on what your style is and how you talk to them, too. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Um, so it, that's would, great, Jeremy. Yeah. That's great advice. This is service advisor. I totally agree with that. Um, that's really digging down to the details of them and how to react with them. Um, but yeah, you add who Super you are. fast. Like, I just love these, these folders. They're great. And you can, they're not that expensive. You can throw these together really. Just get some spray paint. Spray the magazines red. <laughs> so so I, I think this is the, the key code breaker right here is that, okay, there is this observable behavior based on how they're dressed, what their car is like, uh, the tone of their voice. And it, Jeremy, in the case of you being a D, let's just go. Kim, you said you're a high I, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So you're a high eye, and you're you you uncovered someone who is a steady person. Uh, did, did you mention Field and Stream, uh, Jeremy? I can't remember what magazine that was. Um, for for a steady, what was the magazine for a steady? Parenting. Okay, parenting. Parenting, parenting magazine. Perfect. Yeah. How would you change, and how have you learned to change your communication style with a customer like that? Well, it's interesting because I have a um, I have two personalities at the front desk. I have a. Um, Lori, our service advisor, she's a high D, high I. So she and I are kind of up there in the same general area. And then my customer service rep, she's a strong C, like 50, like across the board and hardly anything else. And she's the one that's um, very caring. So I've got two different personalities up there. If I see um, somebody that's a steady come in, um, an S personality come in, um, they're going to be, they're going to be very sweet. They're going to be very gentle. Um, but one thing I've learned is um, in, in, I've, we've had three really, really bad reviews um, that just tore us down and broke us apart and ripped us, um, uh, ripped us, uh, just shredded us. And those personalities, if, um, once I went back and, and learned the disc and how to put that in place with our, in our place of business and with our customers, I should have identified them before they even walked out the door or gave them a chance to really, um, to really process what just happened. And case in point, just this uh, last Monday, I got a, a contact us on our website. Um, it was somebody that wasn't happy, was um, wanted to talk to the owner before they blasted a bad review. First thing I did is I checked with Lori, hey, personality type, what were they like? She said, definitely an S because I can't believe that he's actually complaining because he actually walked out of here very satisfied or appeared, appeared very satisfied. The three the three really bad reviews that ripped us apart, every, all three of them, um, I can go back and classify them as that S personality. They don't want to cause a scene. They don't want to, you know, yeah. they don't want to show your frustration. They're going to come back and get you. And I say that lightly, but they're going to come back and appear very humble and grateful. But once they get a chance to process it, they're done. They're angry. They're fr- they could feel like they've been taken advantage of because they're such a caring personality. Um, so with the, the D and the I, um, knowing, identifying it as you got to read the image between the lines, just because they appear happy, you got to make sure that you know that they are 100% satisfied. Um, the C, we have a couple of C personalities and we're drawing straws on who has to deal with them because we're um, both, you know, being the high D, high S, and then we've got the caretaker over there. Nobody wants to deal with the C. So that's when we pull our technician in. And because they're going to ask so many questions and we pull our C technician and put them at the front counter and say, Tanner, go for it because you're the only one that's going to satisfy his personality. So we take our personalities knowing our customers and they're perceived. And I loved how the title is the perceived personalities because you can pretty much identify from the get go how they walk in the door. Like Jeremy said, all those great points. Um, but when you start seeing a little bit of a mix, you need to adjust. But, um, so I hope that answered the question. (laughs) It did. I think Kim, you bring up a great point. There's people are not as polar opposite either. So you're going to have a mix of people as well. And then they're going to adapt to certain situations. The fifth point I was going to give as a bonus is conflict response. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting when you look at the service during the sales presentation, very, we're trying to figure this out on the digital side of things because you don't have the interaction, but conflict response. Your D's and your I's, will, when you get a sales objection, they're going to fight you on it. Oh, your price is too much. Or, oh, that's ridiculous. Your S's and your C's will be like, okay, um, I need to process this. I'll get back to you. And if you try to challenge that sales objection and close that sale right then, you're going to damage the relationship. Mm-hmm. 
so you great point kim absolutely with uh them putting up with it but man when they do get to that point oh watch out watch out <laughs> and, and i wanted to say too kim has a great point she talked about um Lori, and i know Lori and kim you guys being alike but you're also different and that's be, that's where the other four sciences come in harm so disc is the beginning of knowing so it's great to use it at the front corner it's great to do what we're talking about doing but to really dig down and know like the dynamics of the team you are only 60 percent successful um, you're 80% successful when you use two sciences. So that would be like DISC and your driving forces, your why. That's your how and your why. And then you're 94% successful when you use at least three of them. So that could involve EQ, um, emotional quotient. Um, the level of somebody's emotional quotient will absolutely affect their behaviors, their how, and their decision-making, their why. And most of our why, our whys exist in us, but we don't we don't know what happens. It's subconscious. It's at the back of the brain. We have four top descriptors that influence all of our decisions. And if we know the difference between that amongst each other, that takes the relationship to an even another level. And, and so DISC is the beginning of it. And I just caution everyone that um, you can know the beginning of it and you get started and that's great, but look for more information. Look for more. Um, that's, see, that's one of my driving forces it is intellect. I believe in gathering information, not just because I need it, but because I know it's helpful in the long run in the overall picture of things. Um, and I also am intentional. I want purpose. Um, and that backs up my D. But my acumen is feelings-based. So that puts me back in the people. So I know all these things about myself and it really helps me um, develop who I am, but it helps me learn how to better connect and bridge the gap with other people. That's excellent. Excellent. Thank you for that. I, I just want to tell everyone that we are going to, uh, at least I know that I am going to put an incredible chart that I've created up on the website, on the show notes page. This is episode 41 of the Academy. And there may be some other things by the time we're done here that we're going to uh, put up as an offer or at least uh, allow you to download some stuff that will help you understand. You don't necessarily have to go give yourself or get a D test, but it would be really smart that if you're a shop owner, I think your leadership skills and abilities will go on steroids once you learn your behavior where where your your high and your lows are as far as your your makeup and it really did change me in a very big way i have a funny story to say you know before i really learned this i remember going to an accountant and saying uh, high c um right and uh, you know that they're into precision and and accuracy and details and i said your numbers aren't right well how do you think that went it didn't. And and when I finally learned that I needed to go to that person and says, listen, I know how hard your work, you strive for levels of accuracy, you need to help me with this information. Help me understand where you got it and, and where there may be some flaws in the system so that you can, you, can, uh, you can help me with this. And that made the difference in the world that I had that person's conversation with them, not mine. Absolutely. Communication is 80% of misunderstandings and misdirected teams at work. So this is a very important scientific tool that helps communication. It helps us connect and 
that's what the new workforce wants is and 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 not just the new workforce the new market jeremy talked a lot about service advisors um, and looking at clients and customers kim talked a lot about that those things are really important in the front of the house um, but you have to build the back of your house too because the back of your house like i can tell kim has built the back of her house they know who they are their customer service starts on the inside of their business and that's really where customer service starts it starts between the employees because you serve each other as you serve the business and that is about serving the clients and it's not about car repair it's about customer service and that's connecting 100 percent Speaking of back of the house, I have a quick little story. So my texts were in the back uh, last week and they're doing this little dance and they're all high-fiving each other. I'm like, what is going on with you guys? And they opened up the crate and it was a Jasper engine. And Carm, I got to tell you, I haven't seen my text so happy in so long because the peace of mind that comes with that product is just top-notch. So it was amazing. So yeah, the back of the house is definitely important and understanding how you turn those guys on is very important. So Jasper, thanks. Thanks, Jasper. 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 (laughs) Hey, and then my, my sales rep for Jasper showed up yesterday too. So I got a high five from him as well. So it was pretty nice. They cool. Have very good. People on the okay. So here we are. Here we are having this very interesting scientific yet human discussion uh, about the observable behaviors of people. And there are uh, in our listeners and in the podcast listeners, as, as this thing gets legs and it gets listens over the next however long years, it gets this. And people say, Okay, great, cool. I love what I hear, but how do I get better at it? What do I do? I mean, are there courses to, are there, are there, how can I become better uh, in this area of DISC so that I can improve myself and my business? There's a lot. I mean, there's so many different companies that offer DISC. I think, uh, you know, and I'm not here to promote anybody. I think the first step will be get your own report and read it and understand it. You know, one of my, there's two favorite parts the report that I love that we provide. One is your time wasters. You're going to understand where you waste time. And then the other one is how to, how to communicate with you and how not to communicate with you. So my lead service advisor in his report, we are so different. I'm a verbal talker. So you talk about back on the house, getting your team in order. He wants everything written out with everybody's uh, role and responsibility in a checklist format on paper. And I'm like, I haven't written one of those in forever. Like you want me to write down what I expect out of you? Are you serious? I just told you what I want. You didn't hear me. No, he doesn't hear me. He needs it in writing. So if there's an issue with his performance, who do I blame? I don't blame him. I blame myself because I don't communicate in the way that he wants to receive the information. So I would say, get your report, read it. And then, you know, find out somebody who can help you with it. And it, it's not a lot to, it's not a huge investment. It's one of the better investments you can make. So that's my two cents there. And uh, Jeremy, I like those areas. We use the same reports. Um, we use the same assessment company because they're world renowned. Um, they are validated and they are validated in different languages. So DISC was never trademarked. That's why you have a lot of different companies that do different forms of DISC. Some of them say blue, yellow, red, green. Um, the old Myers-Briggs um, is still around. That's different. It's a personality assessment. But it, the difference is, is that like Myers-Briggs hasn't done research in 20 years. Things change. Um, how we communicate has to do with meaning of words and how we view that. So when I say ho, 20 years ago, everybody thought of the garden. They don't anymore. <laughs> so that changes your assessment. Um, I like, Jeremy, on the same report, improvements, mm. ways that you can improve because it really identifies some things that you, where you have holes and gaps. And I also like the page on perception. I think perception to me is key because we see ourselves a certain way, but others, they don't see it. This because we know ourselves. Absolutely. I love that one. Others, 
hey, see, we're on the same page. Others, others don't know us because they don't know all sides of us. They only know a piece. So it shows that when others know us, they have a different perspective. And it actually can go in the negative side when we're really showing positive traits because they don't see all the pieces to the puzzle. And it's really aha moments for my clients when we talk about that. And then we talk about the people on their team and what is perhaps happening when the communication breaks down because the perceptions really put a, it's like a wall. It goes up right away. So I like those two pieces very much. Uh, Kim, any stories about uh, your people uh, really embracing their observable behavior, the, the knowledge, the disc, and and taking some huge leaps with their customers because of that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our service rider before um, was such a high D. And with, with Jeff, I had to kind of rein him in, rein him in. And he would get so aggravated with particular types of customers, and or I'll just say particular customers. Once we start getting into the whole disc, the disc profiling, and uh, we also do another one called Strain Finders. Um, but once we started learning those um, and, and learning about ourselves, um, they were able to make those tweaks and adjustments. Um, we do schedule appointments, so we know who's walking in the door each day, and we have an idea of their personalities for the most part, unless there's a new customer. Um, if it's a new customer, you'll often see a couple of us at the front desk waiting to see who's going to, for lack of a better word, pounce or be the one that's going to interact. Um, because if if I see that somebody's coming in over-analytical and Jeff's um, had a bad day, um, I mean, yeah. Jeff was the D to the very upper quadrant. I mean, no, nothing else left in there for a room. Yeah, you don't want to release um, him on an S. No, an S or, or a C because he's going to get so frustrated with all of this, the questions and he just wants to get right down to it and do you want to do the work or not. Um, so once we started learning our own personalities, we did, um, it got easier to understand how to communicate with um, our, you know, our A-tech versus our B-tech because they're different personalities. Uh, one happens to be a millennial as well. So you got to take that into uh, um, a case there. Um, for, for Rob, my husband, to get to know his personality um, and how he needs to be a better leader out in the shop. Um, and how to maybe talk to, you know, tech A versus tech B. Um, but I think the biggest way that it has um, benefited our, our business is at the front desk. It's knowing because it is about customer service. And I, I, always, I always tell them customer service is not generic. It's, it's, you have to tailor each situation. And, and I think both Jeremy and Shari have both um, touched on that. You have to touch every situation differently. And once you know who you are, then, and, and again, they both have already addressed this. Once you know who you are, you know how you're going to um, handle the situation. Um, if there is a customer complaint, it's me. Um, it's always, if I cannot put Rob on a customer complaint, um, I've got it because, no, if, if there's a customer complaint, I'm not putting Rob on, um, on directing him to take care of it because his personality doesn't allow that. Um, and it never seems to go smoothly. <laughs> Rob is a, he, no, no, no. I mean like if dealing with the customer. So it's just safer for me to deal with the customer because I can get, I can bring him out of it where um, Rob is more the, uh, he's a C and S. Um, so he's over, he's a tech. He's, you know, very strong C. Um, but if, uh, if there's a customer, again, I, I mentioned earlier and just this week, 
customer had a complaint, find out who they were, what they were. So I knew how to go in and address that. And first of all, I made made them feel comfortable and in sharing. So I had to figure out who we are, who I am. I We had to figure out who we were as a team. And then we feel more empowered to do our job the way we can and not feel bad if we're not able to handle a situation. So if, if there's a situation that, that doesn't go right or, you know, um, a, a interaction, I think the only thing we can feel bad is to step back and say, if we didn't step back and say, hey, this is hard for me. Can somebody help me? And Kim, I know you guys personally, I'm so blessed to have known you for several years. And I, I think you guys have made great, great strides with all of the stuff that you're doing with that. I'm really impressed with your knowledge and Thank how you're you. using it with your team. You guys always implement things in such a systemic way in your shop. I mean, it's all in. You guys are all in. But I, I just want to encourage you that the next step, that is Rob will know how to handle those clients because as he understands himself more and you settle into that. And like Jeremy said, it really takes time having a coach um, that understands that pulls you through that process a little quicker because they can be very direct about your tornado that you're in. And you know, when you're watching someone else's tornado, it's a better perspective than being in the midst, watching the cow and the couch go by, right? That's where your whole team is. You guys are, that's your tornado, but he'll understand how to adjust. Once he starts understanding the different personalities, like you and he work together, he'll understand how to connect better and make that adjustment and be willing to make that adjustment because he understands it's not a compromise of who he is. It's um, a move to bridge the gap with people. And he's extremely capable of doing that. You guys are a great power couple at your shop. So I just want to tell you, don't, don't settle for that. There's more around the corner as you keep to keep working through your disc and all of that. You guys are going to be incredible with all of that. Thank and I'm sure you already are. Thank you. I have a quick story and I, I want to, and um, just as Kim was talking, this uh, kind of came to mind. I, if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with this, don't get hung up on the labels. Cause I, I was at the uh, apex and SEMA and there was, <laughs> there's a uh, facilitator of a tour and there. He was talking to one of our mutual clients in code. And I'm like, you know, you guys are really making me feel really stupid right now. I don't want to be part of this conversation. So don't worry about the D, the I, the S, and the C. That will come. But let me just share the story with you. So we had a lady in our waiting room um, yesterday. And so I go through the write-up. I identify her timeline. I say, hey, here at Freedom Auto Repair, we're a little different than most shops. I like to focus on your goals for the car. What are your plans? And she says, well, we need to get new cars, but we've got to get this one fixed. Okay, do you happen to have your service records? I love that question. She goes, what are those? So the receipts from, you know, the past repairs. Uh, we want to see what's been done on the vehicle since your first time client. She goes, uh, no, we don't have those. Okay. Now I'm watching her behavior. She's very reserved. She's not moving around. She actually had her hands kind of, you know, right here cupped together and her tonality's level, very soft-spoken. So the fact that they don't have their service records tells me they're definitely not in the, you know, compliance <laughs> department. And then I go back and I do some coaching calls. I come out two hours later, she's still waiting there. And I'm like, guys, what is she doing here? Well, she's waiting for, you know, the big E enterprise to come pick her up. I'm like, oh my gosh, no, this is not right. My D comes like, I would be freaking out if I was in here waiting for two hours waiting for a ride. So this is what's important, the behaviors. So S is security, right? Okay. One of the things that are, um, security is a big driving force with the higher S's. I asked her, I said, you know, do you, I wouldn't wait for enterprise. It could take another day for them to get here. Where are you going? I'm going home and I'm going to sit home. I said, we can get your ride. Are you comfortable with Uber? Mm -hmm. Now, why did I ask that question? Because you identified your personality. Right. And how many people are not comfortable with security is a big thing and they've heard horror stories and they have this fear of it. I could say, well, we got an Uber coming for you and I could have just kind of damaged the relationship. So I would say, don't worry about the labels. 
focus on the behavior. How do people behave? Work with your tonality, your rate of speech, your pace, your physiology. You know, do you come around the counter with them? Um, if they reach out and touch you, do you touch them back? You know, um, those types of things, the shaking hands, that. Focus on the behaviors first and then monitor and keep a journal. Get a journal and start documenting your own tendencies. Like for me, I don't kick water bottles across the parking lot anymore. I've understood that my high, my primary driver is I quick to anger. So I've got to learn to breathe. I've got a coach to help me with this. I don't rip the water bottle out of the water cooler or kick it across the parking lot anymore. I just take a baseball bat and smash it. That gets my point across much better, right? So observe the behaviors and don't worry about the labels. So, and thanks, Jeremy, in the beginning of our podcast, that's why I was explaining when you said, Jari, take this on explaining disc, I was focusing on the behaviors because I do think that's what you need to do. And like Kim's a high ID, I'm a high DI. Jeremy, you're a high DI. We all have every single piece of DISE in us. It just comes out a little differently in each one of us, depending on your experience um, that you bring to the table, your knowledge, your um, your driving forces, your acumen, your EQ, your competencies, your 25 competencies and how those are developed in you. So we are complex human beings. This is the beginning. The idea that I'd like to get across today is get to know what DISC is, get to know different behaviors, understand and start with yourself. Um, We spend too much time looking outside of ourselves for solutions. I really believe that if all of us would look to ourselves first, for the solution and then how we can involve others, it would really change the dynamic on a lot of teams and quite frankly, in the world today. Well, what a great summary. It's almost like I asked you for the last word and you just (laughs) nailed it. Wow. There's that high D. Yeah, I know. I know. You're a giver. (laughs) Mic drop. Okay. Um, How do I get a disc? What do I do? Um, What's my next steps? Listen, I, I understand you don't have to take a test to go out and study and appreciate that you cannot have your conversation with someone who is not like you and, and, and how you feel sometimes when someone has their conversation with you and you don't like them. So and you, you're, all, you're always wondering, and, and re, why is there friction between us? There's really reasons for it, it's, and we haven't stopped to figure it out and, 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 um, and make it work actually make it work so um what 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 would what would i do next jeremy if i wanted to get involved in disc or or take a disc Uh, there's there's a couple different ways i believe tony robbins company still has a free disc out there so if you just google anthony robbins disc you can get a very basic disc and start with that um i'm offering uh if anybody's watching this they want a free uh disc assessment just go to advisorfix.com go to the bottom of the comment form fill it out request your disc and I'll send you the link for it. And then also I would like to uh, offer as just a gift to Remarkable Results Radio, I want to coach six service advisors for the next 30 days. And there's no strings attached. I just want to take a little test. If you have an advisor that needs to learn the disc, I'll get their disc at no charge. I'll walk them through a 30 day boot camp on it. And then maybe we could do uh, some content out of that for you, Carmen, to help the uh, community out. Oh, so just great. send me an email. Yeah. Yeah, just send me an email, jeremy at advisorfix.com or go to advisorfix and hit me up on that. I'll get that starts right after Thanksgiving. Cool. What a great offer. Thank you. And, and I love the idea is, is that when you're done with these six, let's, let's, let's do some content. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Let, uh, let's let's yeah. get that team on here and talk about their transformation. Absolutely. I love sure. it. We're going to have an academy on the results of your immersion. There we go. <laughs> I'm in. All right. I'm going to post this great chart that I have, treat others the way you want to be treated. 
And, and I think it really helped me, may break the code. Kim, you got any last words for us? Any, any great advice to offer uh, the industry? Being that I'm not a coach, um, I think it's very important to um, keep in mind the customer service value, the value of knowing who you are and who your people are and who uh, at the desk and, the, and in the shop. Um, it is so important to know who they are so that they can um, contribute to um, the culture of the shop, culture of um, how when the customers, how they feel when they come in, if they feel accepted, if they um, feel like they're being talked down to, if they feel like they're being talked over, if they're being, um, if they just want to hear the you know bottom line versus I need to know all the details. I think it's extremely important to um, to to do to move forward and to get to know um, the the disc um, and the team and learn how to instantly um, I'd be able to identify those by whether it's the type of car they drive. Um, is it really big and going to take over the road or is it a minivan with all kinds of car seats? That's going to put you in different quad, you know, put area, um, different personality types. But I think by being able to identify that, but also don't get caught up in that. Um, we still have to be who we are. We have to be, um, we have to be um, focused on the customer service as a whole. Not everybody's going to like us. We're going to mess up every once in a while. But just know that um, that that is you know personality. Knowing who you are is just absolute key. And and um, I'm sure Shari probably has an offer coming up too. So take them take them up. Do it. Learn it. Know it. And then you will you will definitely see great results. Thanks. Thanks so much, Kim. So. I do have an offer. Um, I gave Karma download um, of our connected communication guide. You can get that for free on our website. And our website is iamhorsepower.com, iamhorsepower.com. It'll be active as of Monday. Um, that is it, me driven. We, um, and I am the queen of horsepower now. So um, I own a shop that's Horsepower on Wheels. I work on the horsepower and people through disc and driving forces. Yes. Um, and I use, um, I actually have an experiential opportunity for people to come out to Reno, Nevada, go to Lake Tahoe, um, visit the rodeo and play with horses. Cause it's one thing to know your disc. It's another to play with an 800 pound animal that can help guide you to understand it. So we have a lot of fun. Um, I don't have a free opportunity because, um, we put a lot into our certifications. We actually record a session with you. We have sessions and I have several clients that we've helped get promoted, um, understand themselves in the work. So it's a little bit different um, than Jeremy's offer, but um, we have great value and we do long-term coaching with people specifically on their personality. So kind, uh, Shari, to offer that handout, Jeremy, to, uh, to, you know, do that immersion for us. And Kim, your advice was great. Uh, from a from a uh, shop owner's perspective, I know you, you're on an incredibly successful shop. So listen, um, we didn't change the world, but I think we made it just a little better. If I had learned what this whole disc thing, the you know, basically understanding the universal language of observable behavior, if I had learned it forty years ago, I would be a different person, and I think my relationships would be different. You know, and I'm, I'm willing to admit that um, people need this kind of help, this kind of coaching, this kind of knowledge. So, uh, Shari Pheasant, Jeremy O'Neill, Kim Auenheimer, thanks for nailing it and um, participating in another great Town Hall Academy. Thank you, Carm. Thanks, thanks everybody. Us. Good luck. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.